Good evening, boys and girls, tryhards and speed boys. Welcome to the goddamn show. Grab a beer, pour a shot, and raise a toast to our host, Corey of Garden T- Guardian Tees, a.k.a. Captain America. What's up, guys? Carl of BB Dynamics, voted most likely to be abducted in his high school yearbook. <laughs> What's up, guys? Derek of Moguns, a.k.a. the Inquisitor of the Boogaloo. What's up? I am Eric, uh, Airsoft's charismatic air- asshole, a.k.a. PNW Punk. With us joining is uh, Bo of AMS. Before we get into that, today's show is shamelessly brought to you by our clout riding sponsors. EG Smoke Grenades. Use ASAP15 for 15% off all smoke and textile products in the U.S. Overwatch Tactics. Overwatch Tactics uses a combination of innovative storytelling and prop design to give you a unique ex- gaming experience. Visit overwatchtactics.com for more info. KWA. KWA is a tried and true industry leader in AEG and gas blowback products. For MilSim and SpeedQB, KWA has something for everyone's playstyle. KWA QRF Mod 1 and 2 are out now. Now that that's out of the way, how the fuck are you guys tonight? Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Good, man. So, Bo, how's it going, man? How, how was your holiday? Oh, dude, good, good. Appreciate you guys having me on, man. It was, uh, it was, it seemed to go by pretty quick, but long at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel it. Yeah, for sure. Hey, just a reminder, everybody. Um, so, at the 50 viewer count mark, so you're going to want to go ahead and follow and share and do all of that share, good share. Tag your friends. Share at the 50. At the 50 viewer mark, if you stay till the end, we will be giving a AMS giveaway ticket for an AMS ticket for the 2020 season, uh, as well at the, I think at the 25 and 50 mark, which already hit the 25, we'll be giving away a t-shirt, uh, as well as Enola Gay has uh, a backpack giveaway. They're going to be giving away their Yakuza backpack, and I think it comes in various different colors, so you can probably pick out whichever one you want, or you just get whatever the one we fucking give you, so... Does cool. that yeah. Take what you get. Include feet pictures yeah. from Bo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome though. We already, yeah, we already hit twenty five, so I've already got one shirt to send out. Yeah. So awesome. again, Woo. the key thing to remember here, kids, is you have to wait till the end because that's when we do the giveaway. So. Yep. So, uh, Bo, I know a lot of people already know who you are, but if you wanted to just uh, take a second to kind of introduce yourself and uh, tell them how you got into airsoft and how you got into event organizing. Yeah, well, years ago, um, when I was actually had a video game store a long time ago, and a buddy of mine walked into the store, and we were looking at first-person shooter games and just kind of crapping around with that. And he's like, "Dude, you ever played airsoft before?" I was like, "What's that?" He's like, "No, check it out. Seriously, he got this website, and we started looking at guns, and I'm like, "Damn, these things are pretty badass." And then I got invited to a game, um, a local one down in Texas, and it was actually a hell of a lot of fun. And then after that started going with Frosty and the Milsim events games in Oklahoma and then played, went to three or four of those. And then push came to shove and JP called me one day after I got to know him. He's like, dude, we need to do our own deal. Frosty's kind of leading it up. Let's open up our own company. And so we did. Uh, and here we are, what God, 11 years later, 11 or 12 years later. It's ridiculous. I think it was like our 55th or 56th event. So yeah, you guys uh, have been pretty, you guys have been like one of the most active airsoft uh, event promoters like ever 
man, we try, you know, it is not easy. We've been doing it a long time and we've had a good crew and, um, just a lot of stuff goes on. It's a lot to do, man, as, as everybody knows who, who is kind of involved in this side of it. But, um, we've been lucky to, to kind of hang in there this long and have a lot of good followers and people that come to our games and give us a lot of grief when we have shitty games and tell us when we have good ones. So we're always trying to fix it. And it's a, it's a, it's a, Something that's never be perfected. We just try to minimize the mistakes, but it's been airsofters are excellent at letting you know when they're not happy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I get an earful constantly. Is what it seems. You like we're, immediately we're have a radio in your hand, and somebody's going, "Well, so and so's pissed." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. It's like yeah, and they they seem to never listen to safety briefings, but they want to bitch about what they didn't listen to in the safety briefing or didn't even attend. So it's a whole nother story. Yeah. If you've never been on the admin side of an accountability and airsoft, no way. Yeah, Yeah. no way. Come on. Make way too much sense. Way too much sense. (laughs) How many events have you been to Derek? I think you're probably the one closest to me. Um, a lot. My first one was broken home too. And I've hit at least one AMS event every year since. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm at 17. I think I'm at 17 events. That's a lot, man. That's a I lot. I'm not home, that many. Four was my first. Broken Home Four, I think. That was our biggest event, I think, to date. We had like almost yeah. eight. It was like seven. Yeah, that yeah, was, it was like 750 huge. players. It was huge. That was nuts. Um, no, I lied. That's my second event. My first event was at ESR the, the, that same year. Which is fun, man. I like that place. Yeah, I, I had a blast. Man. It was in That was the one in the snow. Yeah. So yeah, we've had every yeah. piece of weather yeah. you can possibly have. Yeah. My first year yeah. at ESR was the one, the time that the field flooded on Sunday. Oh my God. And top was driving a boat out of one of the fobs. Yeah. <laughs> that was insane. Those dudes That's, were on a bus and they were sleeping in the bus overnight and they woke up and the bottom bunks were over water was over them and they had to climb on top of the bus. It was probably in what, six or seven feet of water. It was ridiculous. It was yeah. crazy amounts of water. Yeah. That was nuts. That's nuts. <laughs> My first game was oh, so Copyright One, actually, but uh, that was an still excellent. Off, yeah, it was, it was yeah. awesome. I loved it. I think the only AMS events that I've been able to attend so far are only the Copperhead games, and that's just because of regionally that's where I'm located. So it's the easiest yeah. for me to get to. Well, so, it's a good one. It's a good one to be limited to. I can tell you that. I mean, yeah, I yeah. think we've kind of, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, man, you know, all these. I'm not saying are crapshoot, but we we try to learn as we go, and sometimes if we go to an event for the first time and try to run a game. Sometimes it can be a disaster. And, you know, it's just, it's crazy because you never know how it's going to play, you know, yeah. and then you go to somewhere like Copperhead where I thought Copperhead one was awful. And then you talk to some of my friends and they're like, dude, it was great. But at UFS had so much walking to do. But anyway, over time, we've just kind of figured that out of how that field really gives itself up for the type of game that we finally implemented. And it works, you know, it yeah. works pretty well. So I love that place. God, I love that place. Same. That leads me into a kind of a, one of my first questions is what are some of the hard lessons you've had to learn running events over the years? Man, you know, it's, it's trying to be, trying to be a stickler about the rule set. And that's something we'll talk about tonight, but you know, the lessons being, being a little too lenient, you know, over the years, because the biggest thing we always run into, are we dealing with customers or participants, you know, and it's, and I know that seems like a weird fine line, but it really is because you want to keep everybody happy. But at the same time, you got to lay the hammer down when people are doing stupid crap. You got to so make money, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. And you want you want to give yourself every opportunity to sell tickets 
you know, opening up the uniforms and being a little more lenient and, you know, but at the same time, the people that come in that are doing that type of stuff that are breaking the rules, rules ruins it for everybody else. Yep. So I, I wouldn't say it's, I can't really come off the top of my head right now of one or two really hard lessons, but I think it's been a creep effect with that. Um, it is a great question with the whole thing of the rules and making sure that we're being a little more clamping down harder on them. You know? Yeah. Which, by the way, thanks for letting me be a snowflake at your events, because I know I don't abide by any of the uniform regulations at all. <laughs> See? Perfect case so, right there. There you go. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah. Well, I saw you walk by, and I'm like, huh, nice, punk. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's another one. Of course, Cole's. You're lucky Cole's not here, because he got his butt ringed at Reindeer Games. It was so funny. God. Yeah, he told us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Woodcock's in right in front of me. He's like, why would you wear... That shirt! I don't understand that! Cole's, Cole's special. <laughs> it's okay. He's like, dude, it was so cool, man. It's the only one they had. It was blue. It was close enough. I mean, I loved it, man. It's awesome. We're like, bro, it does not look like a civilian. You can't wear that. It's too close. Oh, that was funny. Anyway, I guess you had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, Cole, you're not here because I'd be shredding you some more over that. <laughs> anyway. Well, he can't defend himself, so now's the time to shred him. Right, right. Yeah, get him. Yeah. Cole, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> we tell him that often. Oh, man. So anyway. You mentioned the player versus participant like balance. I feel like as an event host, it has to be a really hard thing to balance in that you want to ensure people are having a good time, but you can't guarantee everyone is having a fantastic time 100% of the time. Some of that is up to the players yes. to go yes. out and make their own fun. Absolutely. You know, and I tell people that all the time. I'm like, you know, it's playing in these games and and throughout the year, whether you're at any game, it's it's not one continuous 48 hour orgasm. You know, you, you go out there and play <laughs> and you find your 10 or 15 moments or minutes here and there that kind of make up the whole weekend. And you got to kind of keep a grip on, on some of the areas of, of rule breaking that people are doing and try to, you know, we understand that people, more and more people are, believe it or not, in my opinion, are, are coming new to AMS and they're new to a rule set and they haven't seen the dragging before. So they run over and grab somebody by the plate carrier and they're pulling to safety and we have to call them out on that. And then we get it, you know, there's that fine line where they've never done it before, but at the same time, we're always fighting that. How strict do we become on that? So do we set a huge example, which a lot of people tell me we need to do, or do we keep like slowly oozing it over time? And that's kind of the, one of the things that this year for the first time, we're going to try to lay the hammer down more, if that makes sense. All right. One of the, I would say one of the things that I ran into the most at any AMS event was the drag rule. Like if you wanted to like drag a dead person across the field, you're more than welcome to, but most people go like, and then they like kind of walk <laughs> off together. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> I mean, with, I know you're wanting to go. Dead. Yeah. Right. I, I know you want to go in some of the rules, but like, is there anything in store for that? Because I mean, I feel like we're all somewhat guilty of it, but you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, that's one of the things that Blake and I came up with. We literally came up with that rule while we were scouting Copperhead one. And we just said, you know what, man? I mean, let's just add, let's implement this crazy rule where you can't make move somebody, you know, they have to drag them. And, you know, it's a big part of my routine of in my safety briefing. So, uh, you know, for, I mean, all you guys have seen it a thousand times and I feel sorry for y'all, but, you know, I try to make it memorable about that part about make it 
difficult. And it's the whole medicking and dragging and making sure that you're following that rule set. There's a reason for that to keep people from running out on their own and, you know, trying to Rambo and then doing their own thing. If you kind of stay together and work as a unit, the medic can always get to you, you know, and it just, it makes it harder. You know, I think at the end of the day, it makes it a little more, I guess, difficult, you know, for the, um, for players to get back in the game, if it's harder to get them met it. And so we want to make it more, it just adds a little flair, you know, something a little different, but um, we, we, we have yet to implement telling people you must ask permission first. I usually just tell them, look, man, you know, ask the player before you do it, but there's no rule that you have to. Have you thought about in-game shaming? Oh, I'd love to. We really <laughs> Everyone have. point and laugh <laughs> at that player over there. No, like go up with a megaphone and make, listen, everybody look at this person. Everybody right now, everybody stop what you're doing and look at this fucker right here without getting dragged properly. Oh, we're having a literal jail. I have a literal jail for people that commit uh, war crimes and they have to stay there for an hour. God, I like that it. Dope. That would work out if Shelby was still there. Remember, they have the whole jail there on the left. You can easily yeah. work. rip Shelby. You put people in a room with uh, nothing to do for an hour? No, no. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. if you I'll pay let... enough money to go to these events, there should be some kind of consequence if you're uh, ruining the experience for everybody else. Yeah, and that goes yeah. into all this stuff about being on time. That's pr- the biggest <laughs> people just don't understand about being on time. You know, like so the first time ever, JP looked at these two kids that showed up late at Rainier Games. Go, dude, can't get into one o'clock. Go over there, go back to the car, come back and see me at one. If you get seen without your your wristband, and I'm not going to give you one until you come back and get a safety break with a bow. If you're seen with it on the field, you're kicked out, no refund. The guys are like, okay, man, I'm sorry. You know, so they left, came back at one o'clock and I had to come out of the game and I had to do a whole new safety briefing for these kids at one o'clock. And but I said, you know what? They're going to go and tell their friends. Yeah, man, we got sidelined for two or three hours because we weren't there on time. That's right. And, you know, and we had, yeah. had to be pretty cordial about it, but I shamed them like they're my kids. You know, I'm like, dude, right now, not that, you know, one team is without a combat controller, you know, and you it's all your fault. It's all your fault. Well, you don't yeah. call. I'm like, dude, you should have come here last night. How much money did you spend to get here? You know, the story goes on. Yeah. I'm going forever about it, but you know, well, uh, let the, me. If enough of that happens, you're right. If enough of that happens, I think it will. Uh, it start. You know, everybody will start paying more attention. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Well, let me let me ask you this before we continue on into the like the new rule sets you've been talking about and the uh, the event schedule. From beginning to now, what is the or or what is your favorite event that you've ever hosted? Oh, it's a good one. God. Well, of the I, would thousand. Say, I would say, yeah, I would say honestly that my favorite event was that I've ever hosted excitement wise. I mean, it's a toss up, man. It was between GT faded one being able to go to that facility for the first time yeah. and probably copperhead four is probably the two most fun from from a player standpoint, Copperhead Four for me was a lot of fun. Oh, Copperhead, Copperhead Four was awesome. Four was hands it was legit. down my favorite event yeah. of AMS I've ever been to. Awesome. I had so much fun, and my gun didn't even work half the time. I oh, still had an awesome time. Yeah, that that was fun, dude. And just I remember Faded One. I think that was kind of a big deal, you know, for us. And I mean, I'm not speaking we're a big deal. I'm just saying for the industry, we fought very yeah. hard over six to eight months with continuous phone calls and meetings and flying over there and meeting with them to get airsoft allowed at a facility of that magnitude. And when we finally got there, I had more fun walking players around before the game even started 
you know, just saying, look where we get to play. I mean, this is awesome. I mean, I was, we were pretty excited. That was a big deal for us. You know, it's kind of burned in my, in my memory on that, but yeah, th- that and copyright four for sure. And oh, the yeah. most uh, forgettable one was when I exploded my knee at Broken Home to, to three years. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I don't think people realize rough. how many people have actually been hurt there. I don't know if y'all know that JP was driving the old Cub Cadet. No, Russo was driving it. JP's in the seat. And I had an axe that was zip tied and it came out and hit JP in the head and split his head open. Mm, yeah. Uh, I still have a scar on my shin from, uh, from Broken Home 4. Because that one, it, it had just yeah. barely started raining the first day. And me and a, and a buddy of mine named Foot that I was playing with at the time, we were getting flanked. So we were trying to outrun their flank. And I, run, I ran to slide behind a tree and underneath all this, like, uh, all these dead uh, leaves and stuff was just this jagged rock sticking up out of oh. the ground. And I slid right into it, shin first, and just cut me wide open. Your place is I, horrible, man. Cody I had something similar my first <laughs> broken home, too. The first one I was down at, I just scraped my leg on, like, Saturday or Sunday. Didn't think anything of it. By the time I got home Monday afternoon, my entire leg was like swollen and discolored and got some really? sweet, yeah, some rad wow. Oklahoma jungle infection. It was Dude, cool. Yeah. It's legitimately Broken home's brutal, man. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about how brutal it is all the time, and people, I don't think they believe us. Yeah, I mean, Cody, Cody broke his hand. Cody jacked, no, JP jacked his hand up there. Um, yeah, I blew my leg out there. Cody hurt his, broke his foot there. Greg Alexander jacked his knee up there. I mean, it's ridiculous. What was the event that, uh, JP split his ear open on? That was faded giant. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember which one, two or it was like three or two or three, maybe we, we, we can thank Mr. Awesome. Lee in the chat for uh, documenting that. Uh, yeah. I think that launched David Lee's, uh, <laughs> YouTube career. <laughs> yeah. I mean, God, no. Copper, I would say, dude, so Copperhead 2.5, I was dead and I was sitting up against a building and all of a sudden I hear this rattlesnake and, uh, I, I didn't know exactly where it was. Turns out it was like right by my foot. And, oh, uh, once we saw it, like I, jumped up and like well you know and then the the park ranger guy comes over and like what was his name who's the guy that you know budge he comes over and uh he is like all right well uh i gotta release it or you know or we gotta kill it or something i don't remember what it was i think he said we gotta kill it and uh he cuts its head off and then he cuts the tail and he goes you want a trophy and he hands me this rattlesnake like it had like a 10-tiered snake it was pretty decent size and i uh I, uh, I I slip knotted it around my gear, so I had a dangling tail off my, my chest. I think I remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's ridiculous. I, all the years there, I've yet to see one, thank God. And see, every single year I go to Copperhead, I see and kill at least one rattlesnake, usually Those. at night. So oh, I've, yeah, I've run into yeah, several like, night, in the night. streets at night that come out onto the pavement. Um, and it turns out with enough airsoft guns, you can kill one. Yeah, I <laughs> did. Oh, absolutely. You worse that head right off. Yeah. I remember in the safety briefing, you were like, yo, if it's it's you or the snake, you smoke that Just motherfucker. Smoke. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. I, mean, I don't care. I mean, nobody's ever going to tell me don't kill wildlife if I feel like I'm about to get bit or something because I'm yeah. going to do like something. Especially no copyright, just because of how far away you are. By the time you get to a hospital, it's it's, it's, it's not looking rough. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. a, it's a helicopter ride for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine a game where everyone plays by the rules. That's what Greg Alexander. Never going to happen. I mean, never I all the time. I mean, so, so I was famous saying at the at the morning. Uh, yeah, you think they would just they would soak in and go, God damn! I just need to follow the rules. I mean, how hard is that? I mean, you nope, know, nope. Yeah, right. Guys, once out. you get into oh the God. fight, you're like, I walked all the way out here. I got shot. I don't want to walk back. Yeah, nope. Didn't get yeah. shot. Like, you know what's cool? Just 
you know what's cool just reading over the comments is that uh, a bunch of people posted different events that weren't like just copperhead or or broken home or whatever else it's all over the place a bunch of people said like southern front uh they really like the local games so it's just yeah i think there's something something out there that you guys offer for everybody's taste which yeah is and that's cool. what we're trying with well, the, the the local games man have been a pretty good thing for us and we've got a lot of good feedback from that and we're hoping to do more it's just always trying to find the location you know yeah, yeah. But, but it's true i i will literally when we're talking about copperhead and stuff i'll go talk to random people you talk to somebody like ryan dean with fat co customs and i'm like ryan what's your favorite game he's like gruber cam gruber oh my god Dude, that's I mean, mine rebel yell rebel oh yell free <laughs> yeah see i mean and that's just it yeah. wouldn't, i wouldn't even think of that i mean it's a little ago but you know apparently some of these things just uh you know they they put out good games i mean they they had it, it was just cool it was uh you know it was cool because the weather was perfect it was a tiny ao it was a fairly smaller game and uh, at night they had the flares going off, which was a pretty cool element. It was just, it was a fun game. Yeah. It's, it's a cool AO. We're, we're kind of eyeballing that for this year too, which is kind of cool. How nice. was a Northern nice. front this year? I was Northern there. I was, good. was it less hot than the first year? <laughs> I mean, dudes, I don't even, can't even describe to you. That was so, that was so bad. That was the most challenging AMS op I've gone to just because <laughs> just getting back to the UFS spawn, like I just walking back there. I'm like, yo, I need to sit down. Dude, it was, I need some it was out in this mud. And of course it wouldn't be an AMS game if there wasn't some type of record anomaly for temperature yep. wise, right? And so yeah. the weekend before it was like 75 and no humidity. We show up, it's the hottest it's been that weekend in like 25,000 years. And we were having people pass out before they even made it to the FOB before the game yep. started. And cars were getting stuck just trying to get to the FOB yeah. so we couldn't uh, get people out. And this year it was, it was a gamble, crazy. man. Uh, we went and it turned out great. I mean, we had, you know, Sweet. good. And, and Will up there is doing a good job on his field and he's constantly building it out. Apparently there's a whole other city going up and uh, he's, he's doing nice. a lot of work up there. So we're looking forward to going back to Northern front for sure. So uh, someone in the chat asked if tactical challenges will be making a reappearance. In yes. 2020. Yes. And I heard a lot of good feedback on that. Thank you, John McCaleb for that. Cause that was something he come about, came out of the blue and did it and said, Hey guys, I want to run this. Are we good? I'm like, yeah. And I, um, you know, we're all do our own thing. So John took that on his, on his own to figure that out and do it. And apparently the feedback was, pretty doggone good on it so i think nice. we're gonna do more of it for sure oh yeah i'd like to see nice. it so what is it for those who don't know who or who weren't at reindeer games this year well in a, in a nutshell um you still had a starting point and it was at night and it was lit by kim lights a trail and you would like okay forgive me michaela if you listen to this but it was pretty awesome there was like certain targets set up and you would get to you'd run inside of a window pop a couple paper targets it'd be like a lock box and you have to figure it out based upon some photos of bad guys you saw that had numbers. And if you remember the numbers, you put them all together and that was the code to get in there, to be able to get out. And I mean, it is pretty intense. And so, um, once you worked through all the different, that some random targets, like in second floors, if you saw it, you got extra points, but it was timed and it was physical, um, mental. I know there's pretty elementary statements, but there's a lot that goes into it and you go one at a time. And I think the average time was, somewhere around five to six minutes. And uh, they said it was very intense, very intense. Actually, Corey Saltzider nice. um, won it for the won the first one um, this year. And it was a really tight race between him and I can't remember the other guy that was really close, but, um, but it was awesome. It was awesome. I, li I like the competitive aspect of it. I think that yeah. sounds the individual, I mean, always, yeah, yeah, the individual competitive aspect. Yeah. 
I mean, the damn missions, man, they are awesome when they're done right. But that is an ordeal. That is so much work and so much time. And I think we will do them, but probably save it for one of them a year. Uh, but uh, this tax challenge is very easy to do. And we kind of announced it on the spur of the moment. And so the goal is to announce it more, get some video out there, promote it more and get more people doing it. Because, you know, it's five or six minutes, you know, dude, you can run 20 or 30 people, 40 people through it, you know. And we had some pretty ridiculous yeah. prizes. And I think that's going to be a part of it, too, for next year. So that's it. Yeah, for sure. I forgot about that. I'm excited about it. Kate from, uh, you know, everybody knows Milsom Kate. And she's asking, hey, Bo, when are you going to get that Solomon sponsor for AMS? <laughs> she's a bomb. I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'd be awesome. I wish we could have a Solomon sponsor. Um, U.S. Yeah, Elite so- Gear. U.S. Elite Gear came on and started talking to us, and that's why we have that discount code. But they wanted it; they were supposed to come to Copperhead, and I think there's a chance that uh, they'll be a part of what we're doing here moving forward. We're still talking to them, but that would be cool. They're apparently the largest online retailer of Arteric Solomon and a few other ki- uh, gear names in the country as far as volume. Oh, definitely. So, uh, yeah, it'd be really cool to have them on board. Thanks, Kate. We do love Kate for sure. She's the oh, mom. yeah. Uh, Bo, if you could invite anyone outside of the Airsoft community, Vice News excluded, to attend any of your events, who would it be and why? Oh, my God. Anybody outside of it. Nicholas Cage or Charlie Shane. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, that is one hell of a question. Um, uh, dude, I don't know. I mean, for comedy-wise, I mean, I'd love to have Jim Carrey roll up with me. I felt like laughing. Listen, I grew up on Jim Carrey, too, so I think that would be awesome. However, I think he'd be too insightful to want to be a part of that. I know it. I know it. That or I'd just like to watch The Rock bullnose through some crap or, I mean, just depends what kind of mood I was in. But, I mean, that's pretty funny, man. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, Jim Carrey would be a good pick. Okay. Not the not the answer I was expecting, but an answer I can accept. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Bo, do you want to go ahead and kind of get into the uh, your event schedule for 2020, which yeah. I think is why everybody's here. Okay. And, cool. uh, yep. Derek, set, they don't care about us. Derek, so, do you want to ch- um, uh, type it in the chat as he's telling the dates? Sure. For for people, yeah, so that. they can see it as a history. Yeah. You want to do more work, Derek? Derek, do more work. Yeah. yeah Derek, Hell yeah. yeah. Just do it, brother. <laughs> I love really not getting paid. Oh. Um, so basically we were, it's always a fight. We were fighting to start at a certain location this year, right out of the gate, but we got inside of our 90 days and couldn't do it. So that was going to be in March and that got postponed. So we were kind of bummed about that. We don't, we don't really like to announce a game unless we're hundred percent sure. And we'll get into the whole Holy grail thing probably by the end of this. But, um, we usually like to have a contract in hand or know that it's pretty much a lot before we announce it. Cause it just kind of sucks if we don't. So, um, right of the year, we're going to start the year actually when April, uh, 3rd through the 5th for Southern front at D 14. Nice. So January, February, March, no events. So we'll start out. Uh, that was a great event, and um, we're looking forward to going back. We had a lot of people there, and I really love that field. Those guys yeah, run a really they run a really great location over there, and um, so we're looking at doing Southern Front right out of the gate. And then, secondly, we'll be going up in June 26 and 27 to Northern Front. So we're gonna have two back to back AMSL events. Mm. which will be really good. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that. And then nothing July, August, September will be Copperhead, uh, 4th of the 5th. Um, that's September 4th and 5th. Then we will bounce over to, this is a 50, 50. So with that being said, October 
could be broken home nine different weather and broken home. So hopefully different weather. Yes. Cooler. Maybe the bugs aren't as bad. I might go to that one. Yeah. Yeah. If that doesn't happen, it will be, there's also a chance we'll get grouper. So rebel yell. So it's, it's nice. It could be one or the other, um, that month. So we don't know yet. So that's why it's kind of, then, um, that's October 9th and 10th though. Right now it's a locked date, 9th and 10th, October. So moving forward will be, uh, I cannot, because the contract is not signed, everybody will figure it out. But a location we went to before that's down South, it's very big and very awesome. Um, but we skipped a couple of years. So we're looking forward to going back there, um, in South United States. People probably know it starts with a B and ends with an S November 13th through the 14th is when we're kind of looking at that date. That is tentative, but that is a very big event and we're looking forward to that, hopefully making that happen, but it is tentative. So we're not hundred percent sure just yet. Um, but that very, very, very strong possibility of that, um, which would be exciting. And then, uh, December 5th to the 6th will be reindeer games. Um, and that's kind of wrapping up our year. Now we are working on two facilities right now that we could double up in a month. And I, I don't really want to obviously say what they are. It's not because, you know, I just don't want to get anybody's hopes up, but one that we're really working really hard that has a chance of being a very, very big event. Um, obviously everybody always talks about, I don't care anymore, but the guardian center, um, we really wanted to do that, but they have laid a contract on us, um, and on our boy, Josh Warren and everybody else in the community with a pretty ridiculous contract situation. And Warren was going over that one of the last time we had him on the show and he was talking about just the outrageous amount of money you guys got to put up for that event. Yeah. And and, and Josh and I both agreed, you know, it wasn't so much that and the money was insane, but I think at the end of the day, we'd have grabbed our sack and done it. It's just what they're making us do. Basically saying, we'll give you a date, put the money down, uh, give you a date and Hey, you know what? We can still kick you the day before the event. Oh, and yeah. by the way, you're not going to get your your money back. That's fucked. Yeah, oh, that's what? absolutely fucked. Yeah, and so I'm like, yeah, okay, so out of here. Yeah. I mean, so I could go on a 45 minute rampage about how crazy that is, and they're actually good people over there, and they have a wonderful facility, and they're just they're just a little sketchy still about airsoft. I don't know why, and maybe something will change down the road, and if if something does, we'll be glad to throw in a guardian center into the middle end of the year. Um, and try to figure that out. But as of now, it's like a, you know, a, a 10% unless something changes. So, so, um, you know, and we still always where we, we were very happy to have is GTI a long time ago. Um, Brian reached out back to us at GTI about doing a game, doing another faded. Um, but since we showed up two weeks, since we showed up and they didn't tell us, they cut all the trees down. Um, it was the worst faded we've ever had. Um, we just were not prepared. It was butchered. But um, we love that place. We love those people down there. I know TCA does some great games there already. Um, and I think, I don't know if Josh goes there again, but I mean, the place is really used a lot now. So I'm not sure if we would actually go back. Um, but that's kind of what yeah. it looks like right now. You know, I mean, we'd love to throw uh, another surprise, throwing Gruber in there and this other one that's down south. It's our second biggest event we've ever had. Um, I'd love to throw that in there. It looks like that's going to happen. So this year, I think there's a good chance we throw a Gruber in there and then we'll have uh, the other one. And uh, I'm, I'm definitely uh, down for a broken home with less heat casualties. Yes. Yeah. I mean, dude, I'd love to do one <laughs> if we could, you know, I'd like to do That'd be cool. November ish, but then we start messing with the weather again. So, but, but October, I think the weather's yeah. gotta be better, you know? So that's kind of what it's looking yeah. at, man. So. 
you so, know, and again, and again, we hate, you know, for everybody that, you know, sends me messages and, and rags on us for not sending out the, their schedule, but we just, and here we are again, you know, some of these facilities we really want, we just can't get the contract in hand. So we've got to kind of go out of our comfort zone and tell you, okay, we're going to go here and, you know, we're praying that it's going to happen. But a lot of these are locks, but a few of these, we still have to get contracts down. So, right. Yeah. Long-winded. So, like so on Groover, where, where are we at? Somewhere between one and 100% on getting that done. If you had I, to I guess. Mean, I know. I, know. Uh, <laughs> I hate to say right now. Corey's excited. It, it, it seems, Dude, that one was my favorite. Absolute favorite. I, I think there's a chance. I don't know. I would say it's over 50%. Okay, cool. I would say it's over 50%. <laughs> but then again, we, we got to figure out where we're going to put it. So yeah. right now, right now, what we do know that's a lock for people kind of planning the first part of the year is Southern Front, Northern Front, Copperhead, Broken Home, April, June, September, October. So that's kind of a lock right now. Well, yes. so with that being said and leading into the rule set, because – First of all, awesome. We, you guys, by the way, we have a couple of people who are asking about like if they release the, 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 the dates yet. Yes, we released the date. Check the chat. Yeah. Leading into the new rules that you guys are going to be, you're going to be dropping on us. Um, one question to lead into that. Why AMS? In a growing industry of event hosts providing a new experience for Airsoft Gaming, what steps are you taking to keep your events at the forefront of the Airsoft event rat race? Oh. Uh, that's a great question. And I think that <clears throat> locations, locations, locations are probably the biggest fight. Um, number two is having the SAC to make major changes. Um, and I think the, the we've had, I think, three big changes with AMS. You know, finding locations was one. Obviously, that's the biggest, toughest part. But number two, um, going to single fire. That was a very big ordeal. You know, when no, nobody else I remember really that. Um, I know that uh, Black Sheep did it. And we went down there and played Frosty and I, Russo, and, and uh, Greg Alexander went down there and played it. We're like, man, single fire is the way to go. And then the more we thought about it, we're like, we're going to do it. And we, boy, we received a lot of hate on that. But then once we did it, I think we kind of pushed everybody else to do it, I guess, mm -hmm. you know, um, which has been awesome. And then our medic rule uh, was kind of a, a change to, for dragging. You know, I don't know if anybody else makes you drag, but we we did the Milsim IFAC with the bandages and then, then implemented dragging. Um, and then this year with what we're going to try to do with uh, some other things that we'll talk about here in a second. Um, that's really it. It's just, you know, we've had some really sick ideas and making the idea actually happen is very difficult, um, you know, because we all have lives and families and jobs and I have multiple and you know, there's just so much going on. There's so mm -hmm. much to do. Um, there's a lot of cool things we want to do. Um, it's just trying to make it happen, you know, and that, that is a great question. It's just, I think locations really at the end of the day, we all, everybody out there puts on a pretty decent event and everybody wants to play somewhere new, you know, and if you can, if you, I'm mean, a guarantee you if Johnny, 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 John Airsoft came out and he had 14 locations and they're all badass and nobody's ever been to, I mean, I think a lot of people would be gone. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But uh, if that answers your question, no, I more more for more for everybody watching because yeah. I know that with like a lot of different event hosts, were like a um, what is it, Milsim West, how they roll their medic rules, or like how yeah. Desert Fox event uses technology. You know, you got to be on your phone half the time. Yeah, um, like where do you find like a, a decent balance that also kind of keeps you in your own little 
lane that you can be like, Hey, listen, you're not going to get anything else. You, you, you can go and have that and that, but like at AMS, you get like, this is what you're paying for. And like, you're getting like, you know, no, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a great point. And that's one thing that we, we constantly fight with, man. And people that come to our games, I mean, um, we're so grateful and for people that come to game after game after game, whether they're good or bad. And cause your, your guys' following is loyal. Like you guys have yeah. loyal following people display those little stars with like, like they're a badge of honor and it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It is cool. And we are just, I mean, I can't even tell you, man, how ridiculously thankful we are that people are, are involved and, and want to be a part of it all. And I think that's the biggest part is, is finding our lane. And the biggest piece I believe that is pivotal is us constantly trying to decide if we are reinventing our identity or we are staying the course. And what that means is I'm in my, just my thought process is that do we have basically the same type of game? The only thing that changes is the location or do we have always different games at always different locations? And I think it's a double-edged sword because you might run to somewhere like op 34, that little bitty location was badass, And we tried some random ass game type and it was sick. You know, and sometimes we try something new somewhere and it sucks, you know, and it's just that's the biggest part, like you said, of kind of finding our lane. People ask all the time, hey, man, can we use the uh, the uh, tourniquet? And I'm like, dude, that's Milson West. That's awesome. You know, we didn't think of that. They did. That's their thing. We're not we're staying in our lane like we don't want to utilize something else really that kind of makes other vendors stand apart. You know, I know that Soto at Overwatch Tactics doing a lot of cool stuff, what he's doing. And, um, you know, my God, Josh Warren, everybody knows his games are cool. And yeah, uh, third coast, same thing. I mean, they have their third coast has their specific game type that they do that people, you know, tend to enjoy. So I think to answer your question again, long windedly, it's just us kind of staying with what we think we know how to do and maybe improving that as time goes on. Okay. That makes sense. Hope that's a good answer. No, I I I think it's yeah. No, I'm good. Okay. Um, so, so what are some who's of the, the best looking yeah. owner of American Milsim? What's that? <laughs> yeah. Who's the best looking owner of American Milsim? Uh, that is definitely JP. And if you, everybody knows JP is good looking. I mean, my God. <laughs> if I was if I was JP and you were listening, you know what would happen. So you guys gonna have an AMS like <laughs> calendar coming out? Uh, yeah. It would be JP on every page. Okay, nice. Yeah. How probably, much? There might be a little bit of frosting um, in the back, but it would be JP on the cover and all the way through. It just depends on if you you know what you get him to wear. It's like, a, wear it's like the Zoolander calendar where it's the yes. same image over and over and over, just a different color shirt. That'd be so awesome. <laughs> okay. Matter of fact, we might look into that this year just because you said that. You should do that. People like would buy it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Derek, you would have to sell it on your website. I'm down with that. Yeah. <laughs> so Bo, going into uh, going into 2020, uh, you kind of hit briefly on uh, some possible rule changes. What are we looking at there? So we are going to right out of the gate, we are clamping down on uniforms. So what I mean by that, Damn it. There, yeah. So what I mean by that, <laughs> the possibility that uh, each per event, each faction will only have two possible uniforms. So mm. it's could be two or three. I don't know, but because here's the deal, dude. At the end of the day, we are kind of what we talked about earlier, we are, I don't want to use the term burnt, but we understand that a lot of people are trying to attend games. That's all they have. And I get it. But 
with this day and age with the internet and place you can shop and place you can find, you know, used gear. I mean, you can find it, you know, you can find it. So we want to be able to make it very simple where I'm not explaining it or kicking people off or saying their shirt's too blue or not black enough or their shirt has too much gray or, you know, whatever. It's like this or this. And at the end of the day, John Lou had it figured out a long time ago. You're either wearing Woodland or you're wearing Three Color Desert. That's it. I, I, yeah, I do like yeah. that. It's you know, very easy you to tell knew apart. what team you were fighting. There was never a question, you know, but then JP and I go back and forth on it because he's like, but it doesn't matter. People need to have target identification. They need to know who they're shooting at. Who cares what they're wearing? You know, and some people believe in that. And I'm like, dude, I don't know. I think that's kind of pushing it. You know, if we lived in a world where every player that showed up to our event, they've already been to 40 and they have everything they squared away and they know the rules and they, it'd be a different story. But, you know, we cast a very large net in the airsoft industry where we bring somebody who's never played before, bring his kid who's 12 and a guy who's been his 40th event. Right. So we got to kind of cater to everybody. But at the same time, the rules thing has just it's gotten out of control. Well, I think people yeah, also so. like wearing, I mean, different. I mean, I know, like I like doing different you know, setups for different games. I, I feel yeah. like a lot of people want to invest their time and money into, I mean, they're already shelling out this money to go to the games anyway. What's a little right. bit different of a uniform. Yeah. So. And I think that's the goal. And what we're doing um, with that is, is a pretty big piece. So we're going to, it'll be a net. We're still working on it now, but it'll be, you know, realistically uh, Sierra dynamics. You'll be multicam black and black, you know, gray is maybe and UFS. It'll be, Multicam and maybe AR1. That's it, you know, or maybe something. So it's shit like that. Is what I mean. That's not it. Don't take that literally, but that's what we're looking at. It's ideas. It's going to be for right ideas, now. people. Yeah. yeah. Now, is for there ideas. still going to be? Uh, is there still going to be zero restrictions on on the gear, like the patterning on the gear? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it'd be zero restrictions on the pattern of the gear because okay. we can't. Right. Uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to do that, but, but no, we can't do that. So that'll yeah. be. Yeah. For sure. But I mean, I think at the end of the day, it might ruffle some feathers and piss people off. We might lose some ticket sales over it. But you know what, man, I just I'm tired of people being misidentified, getting team shot or, you know, it just they, they just. Well, in, in terms of everything on your kit, change of uniforms is pretty much the cheapest thing on there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Asking people to get a whole new rig. Right. And people go to local surplus and buy a multicam set for next to nothing, you know. So that's kind of the ballpark. And then if you were cost, you probably wear Woodland and Ranger Green. That's it. You know? So that's kind of where we're where we're at. Where we haven't announced it yet, but we're on that field of really laying the on that. So that's rule set number one for sure. All right. Well, I'll keep that in mind. I'll try to make sure that yeah. I don't show up like an asshole. <laughs> I mean, and that's going back to what we talked about. It's like, you know. When people show up or like, look, dude, you know, you're coming, you know, look at the uniform requirements before you check. I agree. And, you know, before you buy your ticket, you agree that you have one of these uniforms and you, I mean, you know, there's no way around it. You know, it's like, we want to, we want to be understanding and let everybody come and wear everything. And, but I just don't think that's our style anymore. You know, I think we're going to have to fix that, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. We hope it, it, it could be, could backfire, but it could be the best thing we ever did. Okay. So we'll see. So aside from snowflakes like myself ruining the experience and causing a headache for people like Killing you, immersions. what else? Yeah. What else can we expect that's new for the rule set of AMS 2020? So the biggest bro- broken rule is obviously the iPro thing. Uh, Why? How the fuck does that happen? 
dude, it's mind boggling. And I'm not hey, guys, that. real quick. Hold on. I'm going to cut yeah. you off. Hey, everybody yeah. in the chat real quick. <laughs> I want you to sh just really I want to echo this. You motherfuckers are shooting projectiles. <laughs> yes, like, you're, you're shooting fucking projectiles. Bo, let me just be your fucking. No man, my ski goggles are good enough. <laughs> can I? Can I be your safety briefer from now yes. on? Can I, can I take over? I would Matter make fact, your safety briefing. You, yes, when it amazing. Comes, I broke. All right, back. listen, everybody in the chat right now. If you don't fucking wear your eye protection, I will come down there and just fucking destroy you. You're an idiot. If you're having a problem, go into a corner somewhere and, and make it well known. This isn't fucking rocket science. I know. I know. Believe me. I know. It's what? Are you saying I can't wear wire mesh goggles? No. You fucking can't wear yeah, because my I, eye profile off while I was in a room all by myself. I should yell. Oh. It'll fracture and it'll fucking go in your eye like goddamn shrapnel, you dumb fuck. Wear goddamn eye pro. Fucking you dumb shit. As you were saying, I'm sorry to interrupt. I got off on a tangent. Oh, God. That was beautiful. No, it. I mean, it made my night, actually. And it's so true because that's how I feel about uh. uniforms, <clears throat> coal. And that's how I feel about, <laughs> you know, IPRO. And the cool. thing is, is that what people say is full seal, I can still literally put two fingers behind their lenses and rub their eyeballs. Like, oh, that ain't cool. nothing but the devil. That right. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, dude, just because it has a little bit of rubber gasket does not mean it's fitting to your face. So we're going to implement the rule where the IPRO has to be full seal to your face. Like Oakley gas cans. They're ANSI rated, the lenses, whatever. They, they are full seal to my face. You can't finger blast my eyeball through. <laughs> so, well, I can't finger blast you, Bo, just to be clear. Right. It's just no finger. No, blast. you can right. finger blast them, just not his eyeballs. <laughs> All right. No, no. Yeah. At the safety briefing, I'm like, listen, hey, if I can come up and finger bang your eyeball, <laughs> you're fucked. Because team killing is a thing. So that's kind of what we're working on. So that's what we are going to work on that about getting uh, the exact verbiage and how that's going to play is, is going to come out publicly soon, but that's where we're going with that. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that. So that's less people have to fight about and taking out their, their helo kits and saying that they're still full seal and blah, 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 you know? So there we go. So the, obviously, if you want to deter it, you just need to shoot people who don't meet the standard in the eye and, and show them the errors in their yeah. way. No, that's right. Full metal jacket on them. Yeah. I mean, dude, shit. I mean, just where I mean, I'm done. It's like I've gotten to the point now how we can stop arguing, because if that was the case, I'd probably kick 50 to 60 people off per game. No bullshit. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, no bullshit. I mean, that's what it'd be because they just, oh, well, where's your helo kits i'll take them out well okay did i not say you have to wear full seal ipro here i mean i don't understand yeah you did well why are you taking them out i don't know couldn't see okay well how about you haul your ass off the fucking field right now and don't come back that's what i want to do you know and we just just oh, do it for one or two games and i'll get the point across to people yeah, yeah i get hammered just all go, the time or just what? hire just have eric do it you don't even have to be the bad guy yo no, just people out have to eric, eric yeah. like, that guy i am your guy i am your walter subcheck of the of the big lebowski be like am i the only one who does the shit about the fucking world <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so that's a big part of it also um 
Oh my God. Let's see. JP is actually texting. I've now. seen a couple of comments asking about DMRs. Is that getting changed? <clears throat> That's going way? away. Going away. Okay. Yep. We're done with that. So, and I can't make that argument right now, but everybody else can. We're going to go ahead and get rid of that, I think. So That's get over it. 98.2% chance that DMRs will not be illegal next year. So DMRs just bolt actions? And yeah. Just, all right. Yeah. Cool. I mean, because at the end of the day, dude, I mean, you don't really need that. You know, you don't, I mean, you don't need it. I mean, you, if you use a bolt action, if you want the long range and I mean, shit, everybody knows now a cranked up AEG can shoot just as far as a DMR. I mean, so what's the point? Yeah. You know what I mean? What's it just, yep. that makes any sense. So why not have a gun you can do both with clear rooms well, and shoot long distance. And with a drum man, an SMG can be a, can be an LMG. So, I mean, I've always thought right. uh, Alphonse's LMGs is basically just uh, a super pimped out DMR with the range that that thing has. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He actually went to Northern Front, and I saw him laying the pain with that thing, and I couldn't believe how well that gun shoots. You know, I just don't see many guns with that that shoot that well as far as a – Well, he, uh, he said he's put a lot of time into kind of honing that thing in. Yeah, that gun's ridiculous. Oh, he is ridiculous. Yeah. That guy's so damn funny. Oh, my God. Um, but anyway, so that's – you know, other than that, you know, we are – we're wanting to – for some of that is the, the rule set as far as the uniforms. I'm kind of looking off kind of some stuff that we put together, but uniforms and um, the iPro thing. And um, we're trying to add more of technology, you know, into the game, you know, player tracking, not in the game, like desert Fox thing, which by the way, that's awesome. But more of like tracking our players that come to our events and, and how we kind of do all that internally um, doing more, way more bands as far as really cracking down with the whole uh, war crime piece. So that's going to yeah. be, you know, at the end of the day, I, mean, I hate to say it now, it's probably kind of going to backfire on me, but we do talk a mean game about the war crimes, but this year we're going to be implementing the crap out of the problems. You know, um, we're probably going to bring back the black card, which uh, we used to do, which is actually pretty cool. We do black card dinners at night and stuff. We're bringing that back. More pyro and sound effects during the game. We're looking at doing airstrikes. That's my cousin – um, my cousin, my nephew is a JTAC instructor and he's got all the crap. And obviously everybody knows, knows, knows I work at LBT and I'm looking at getting the bag that these guys use. And I have a bunch of the batteries and we're trying to implement a real way to do the airstrike where you don't just go, Hey man, go to that building and throw smoke and yell, everybody's dead. So we want to, yeah. we're looking at doing something really cool to implement that, but you have to earn it and then you have to execute it to make it work. So that's going to be really cool. Um, and maybe, you know, we're, like I said, we're looking at doing a, a few more AMS local events. You know, um, we've even talked to, to Chad down there at 878 and, 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 uh, in the Dallas area and maybe doing two of those in that area a year. Cause he's got a great feel also, but, um, you know, that's kind of really it. But I mean, the rule changes that we talked about, they are big. The iPro thing to me is very big and the uniforms are very big. And just basically in a nutshell, we're going to stop being pussies. I mean, we're going to get a little more hardcore about everybody and, you know, making people be on time. If you're not, there is consequences. Breaking the rules, there's consequences. Just getting a little more strict. So that's really it. And we were making, we were really debating on a massive change of the factions. And that still could happen, but I don't want to get into that just yet. So, but we know SD is going to be a big part of it this year, for sure. Awesome. So. I've got uh, some multi-cam black UF Pro that haven't been busted out yet. Oh, well, you got to And listen, that. listen, I'll be on any faction as long as it's black, so. There you go. There you go. You at least you get black or multi-cam black, you said. But, the I mean, multi-cam uh, black was awesome for Op 34. 
Oh, and those man. those dark ass hallways. That was awesome, man. Was we, nice. Those 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 lights up in the ceiling, you know, that went around. The glow circles. sticks all on the ground are cool. Yeah, that was, oh, we oh, missed that sweet place. Event. They actually yeah. leveled that location. They leveled it. Yeah, I've heard it's a parking lot now. Yeah, sad, very sad, because that was a fun one, man. If that place would have been big enough, we'd have sold six hundred tickets. I mean, it yeah. was crazy, and that's such a great community up there, man. We're looking forward to trying to get back up there when we can. So awesome. I mean, I guess we'll see. Well, but anyway, that's it. Yeah, we've got about we've got about five minutes left. So if you guys want to grab your friends, tell them to get on. We're going to do uh, the giveaway right at the top of the hour, right before we close it down. Sweet. Cool. So if you want to do that now, if you got any more Maybe questions, hit a hundred viewers if we're going to be giving away uh, nudes of both. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, but we'll give nudes for a hundred viewers. Yeah, if we get, and listen, we'll... viewers. It'll be the front. <laughs> 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 Oh, well, okay, we got five. Never mind. I can't see. We don't have time to talk about it. Wait, no. Yep. Somebody said that. Uh, yeah, throw it out yeah I was going to say, go ahead, Bo. Do it. That's Russo. And I mean, dude, I'm telling you, I like Lolosa. I like it. I think it served a good purpose. It's a learning thing. I'll make it, but keep it under 30 seconds. I think it's a really cool piece to have in that game where they're kind of neutral and people can interact with them. Um, they, they really change the dynamic of the game when it's done properly and they don't pick sides. I like having that element there, but I do get a lot of hate for third factions. I, I hear a lot of it. And I think most of the hate is because of the switching and you don't know what team they're on. But if you tell everybody from the get go, they will not ally with one team or the other. They're always neutral. Um, but it gives you a different interaction um, during the game. Well, I think like, the, the like, different rule set for Loloso when they were first, like the first year they were introduced, they had totally yeah. different medic and gun rules. And that was confusing for a lot of people. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm like, and I try to tell them, I'm like, look, if we say it in the rule set, we announce it early, um, you know, do it. And that's one thing I want to say real quick before we stop is I really encourage new listeners, even people that have listened a lot um, or, you know, come to AMS games is we've put a lot of time and effort into our website. And there's a place you can go watch a lot of rules videos and a basically a good intro video about your first AMS event and what to expect and what to bring and what to do. And it's a lot of information on there. If people don't know and they want to know, make sure they go to the website and look at those videos because it really gives you a lot of insight before you step on uh, on the field. So anyway, boom. Well, cool. Um, I think, uh, shall we begin the giveaway ceremonies? Yeah. I was going to say one quick thing real quick, guys, if you're here for all 80 of you guys that are here, we appreciate you coming onto the show Absolutely. and listen to Bo and listen to us talk about AMS schedule for 2020. Um, all you guys can do to really help the show and AMS is go like their Facebook pages, go like their Instagram pages, follow Bo. So follow Here's, us. I, yeah, listen, thanks, you know what? Because we keep having these clusterfucks about who we're going to give these prizes to. Here's how, you know what? Right now, like I, we haven't even discussed this. I want you guys right now to like the page, subscribe to our Instagram at ASAP podcast. And if you are doing both of those, then you can win a ticket, an AMS ticket. Yes. Like period. And you got to go follow. If you're following AMS ASAP podcast, you like our page. Like I need you guys to actually do shit because airsofters show up to a fucking event and expect free shit. Watch you guys fight to the death for a fucking patch. Like fucking page, and I'll give you a fucking ticket, you little shit. God damn it. I'm like, you guys are the fucking worst. Anyway, I love you guys so much. 
So with that being said, you guys stay tuned to all the stuff. We'll announce winners. You guys know what it is. Like the page, like AMS, like, like our Instagram, hit us up. Also hit up a, uh, uh, ASAP podcast, uh, online. You can check out all of our past episodes. Um, you can, you can catch up on all of our shit talking like we do. That's nothing. We're on Spotify now. Yeah, we're on Spotify. Um, we're, we're, we're just as relevant as mumble rappers at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Heck yeah. So Bo, that being said, is there like, tell everyone where they can find you. I know you've mentioned AMS. You've got your own page. You have some dealings with LBX. If anybody doesn't know that you're kind of behind the times, get with it. Yep. Um, let everybody know where they can find you and everybody else. And, yeah, so um, absolutely. AmericanMilsim.com, Instagram and Facebook and, uh, Bo AMS on Instagram and JP Cody, you know, all the guys that are a part of AMS and our Instagram and, you know, we announce everything we do on Instagram and Facebook. So, and our website as well, you know, we get a ton of hits on there and there's a lot of information there. So take advantage of all this ridiculous money that we've spent on our website and, uh, and and follow us if you want to know what's going on and hit us up because we 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 answer you know we try to so yeah cool no and that's the other thing too is that like we Bo and JP and these guys you know all this money that they put into these events take advantage of the website and the tools that they give you the rule yeah. sets and and the class descriptions and all of that please utilize these tools don't be like me and Cole where we show up to an event late not in uniform hungover it's not okay just don't be that's like right. us that's right so we appreciate um, that yeah absolutely uh any last words you'd like to go over before we we, we conclude this anybody I'm good. Hey, well, just yeah, right quick. Sorry. Uh, here's how we're going to do it. Everybody that's that's on the show right now watching us, uh, type here in the chat so we know you were here at the end. And then uh, we're going to go. We're going to check our Instagram. We're going to check the Facebook page. Uh, as long as you're, you're liking and following and you typed here in the chat, you'll be entered in for the drawing, and we'll announce those later tonight. Hell yeah. All right. With that being said, here is our toast to the audience. If you have a beverage, raise it high. Um, another serious airsoft podcast is based around the terrible idea that people actually want to listen to grown men talk about their airsoft guns and their adventures using them and with the lack of follow-through airsoft is exude it's a fucking miracle we made it to episode 26 it really is if you like what you heard great let us know if you don't keep that shit to yourself because we don't do constructive criticism Remember to call your hits. Don't let the admin see you're drinking. And we'll see you guys next time. Yep. Later, guys. Thanks, guys. Later, guys. Peace. Later.